atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. This is indeed the broadcast for July 25th in the year of our Lord, 2019. Hour two at two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. I submit to you that no one has the take I have on Robert Mueller. I personally think it was a masterful performance in making sure that he never connects the real dots. Robert Mueller, the question is, brilliant legal mind? Legal mastermind or Mueller confused old man meltdown. The mainstream press and the Democrats or the Republicans want you to believe it was an absolute meltdown. The poor old man just can't cut it anymore. And here, you know, the Democrats are saying, hey, man, you know, everybody's got to win. Everybody's got a couple of talking points, but no one's got real accountability and no one connects the real dots. and No one's asking the real questions. They're not even in the right atmosphere or not even in the right solar system for the real questions and the real connecting the dots. And that's Robert Mueller's job to keep us out of that proper discussion there. That's just my take. All right, Kirk Cosby's with me. Welcome, sir. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. And you want to talk about Ingram, right? Well, it's just another part to this picture. Yes, sir. Um, it may not be, you know, that useful, but um, Laura Ingram, you know, she's... Um, a former attorney and uh, now a hostess. I don't know if you call it that on Fox News. Um, they have a program called the Ingram Angle. I uh, used to hear her on the radio. I don't know if she still does radio or not, but um, you know, she, these are kind of her words at the end of this uh, piece titled uh, Trump has once again beaten the elites at their own game uh, she says uh, look anyone can have a bad day I'm a lawyer too and I was involved in a lot of white collar investigations big corporate investigations you don't always hit home runs but this was a day full of swings and misses an investigation that was in search of a crime from the very beginning Anyone but rank partisans would come to the same conclusion at this point. If Mueller was the consummate pro everybody said he was, he would have used today to apologize to the American people and this president for what ultimately was a travesty. We will never know the full extent of how much this has hobbled the presidency of Donald Trump. But I have to say this, even with this albatross around his neck, the president has once again beaten the elites at their own game. He has delivered economic success. This, that is the envy of the world. Better try harder next time, guys. So that's the end of her, you know, little statement there. So yeah, I, think I would say Donald Trump that, is playing their game perfectly, sir. That's my take. Now, he's done a lot of good along the way. But, hey, their game, no, look, no one's going to jail, buddy. Nobody that I can see. A couple of low-level Russians probably didn't have anything to do with it, you know, patsies or whatever. Uh, you know, Roger Stone, you know, big old raid on his house. You know, no one even answered or got to the bottom of how that raid happened. Did CNN get tipped off or any of those? No answers, no accountability. 
there. You know, Donald saying CNN's the enemy. The media is the enemy of the people, but Donald not asking those questions really that I can see. I mean, he might ask him in a flippant way, hey, who tipped off CNN, but no real push for accountability there. And so, you know, I don't know how Trump's beating the elites necessarily. Now, if we get rid of the Federal Reserve, we get rid of the IRS, uh, we go ahead and, you know, free innocents in prison, we do, you know, something substantial that I'll say we might have beaten them at their own game. Shut down Roe versus Wade. Okay, there's a lot of ways. But so far, I see that we've done a lot of good. But never crossing the line into change that will really um, move America forward. A lot of good change. So, you know, you, you, you put your foot on, the, on my throat uh, economically and then, hey, you ease up a little bit. I'm feeling better and it's good. But it doesn't change the course of history necessarily. Um, so anyway, Laura believes, I guess, that, you know, Donald beat him. And I pray that's true, but I just don't see it so far. Uh, what do you think? You think uh, Donald beat the elite, Kurt? Well, I was going to, you know, comment about it, but I just didn't want to interrupt you. Are you finished? Yes, I am. That? I'm asking you if um, you think, Kurt, just so you know, there's a question here. Do you think that, uh, like Laura, that Donald's beat the elite? Well, that's why I wanted to comment, um, you know, and so instead of leading me to, you know, say what you think I want to say, let me just say it, okay? I don't know what um, you're saying. I'm asking I, you. I told you what I think. I don't think that uh, Laura's right. That's my take. Now it's your take. There's two different takes, two different people, Kurt, and I haven't said anything you're saying or not saying, right? I don't know what you're saying yet. I'm asking. Okay. You ready to hear? I am. All right, so she says, um, you know, she's talking about how there's a day full of swings and misses. You know, I just don't think like you uh, that, uh, you know, you could get somebody this so-called this good uh, and have those that many misses. Um, so then it uh, leads me to believe, you know, the... Um, the things like you're saying and so then uh, see i i believe that there's these uh, you know guys behind the scenes you know the insiders the uh um what i'd call um you know the king men who are basically trying to um not let freedom move forward you know they're the world bankers the world um elites etc and that kind of thing and so when laura says that uh that the president has beaten them at their game uh, you know i guess you could say uh compared to uh, how it would have gone if it would have been with jeb bush or something like that then you know i agree but uh compared to the amount that i think the president could have done especially surrounded by the right kind of people um you know like the ones we've suggested uh you know a whole bunch more like ben carson etc uh then things would have been you know quite i think different and so you could say uh i think somebody could write and say look here's where the president 
could have gone. Here's how much freedom could have been restored. It's true he got 30,000 pages of regulations eliminated, but he could have gotten 300,000. He could have gotten 3 million pages of regulations. Uh, he, you know, it's true he saved some babies, but he could have gotten rid of all of that. Um, so then, you know, you could certainly write that the, uh, um, you know, the, the headline the opposite way and say that uh, the Mueller team, the insider boys or whatever, have, uh, you know, slowed the president down in a big way. And and those who are pushing for freedom and that kind of thing. So um, I, I see that a um, couple other little uh, um, ideas in there. Uh, uh, you know, when I look at um, uh, Laura Ingram, um, you know, it's still going to be the whole Republican Democrat thing. Uh, to me, that's still a major problem here. And that is, uh, you know, we hear no talk about eliminating the whole party system, which is basically, I mean, it's not, it's hard to. Uh, argue that it would be at the root of the problem, but there's so many roots that are the problem that it would be included in there, I believe. Um, you know, and when you go back to the president's inauguration, when he said, hey, this isn't the day when we, you know, go from the Democrats over to the Republicans, but that we turn the, uh, um, you know, American government back over to the people and, and, uh, in my lifetime, it's the closest we've ever come. And I hope that, uh, like I was sitting with my dad yesterday and wearing his uh, Make America Great Again hat as we ate a little um, Pioneer Day lunch at, at one of his favorite places he likes to eat. And a number of people came up and, you know, commented to him that he, you know, they were glad to see him with his hat on, uh, that kind of thing. You know, in the state where we live, Sam, I mean, the standard media has beat up people so much that if they do um, want to support the president and uh, the things that they th feel like he might have done because they're, they've not been told by the media about it much, um, I mean, they're scared. Uh, they're scared because somebody might say something to them and... and uh, but not my dad, you know. Um, and so it's nice to see uh, that there are still those in in America that are uh, feeling like, hey, it's not, um, you know, fork, stick a fork in a time. It's still time to uh, keep going up on the beach and keep trying to push ahead for freedom. And, and uh, that's what I hope happens. I do agree that uh, there's a lot more that, could have been done we certainly could have uh, all the bad guys in prison and all the good guys doing good stuff but uh, on the other hand we could certainly be in worse shape than we are there's no doubt about it you're spot on on that and i agree uh, particularly with your party uh, point and that's kind of the reason that i bring all this up too is it's become so partisan the democrats and the republicans have their different takes and they continue to attack each other um, but to me, you know, I want to have accountability for some of these things. I think Jim Jordan asked a lot of the right questions to the best he can. But again, they, you know, yanked uh, the rug out from under him because he only gets five minutes there. 
And uh, I think that Jim got some good stuff on the record, and good for him for doing so. Nolte coming up in seconds. Kosher. Certified. Put the two words together to get co-certified, which is spelled with an S-E-H instead of just S-H. It's the right way to spell this, the German way, and it made it easier to trademark. Now, did I tell you that the letters S-E-H still make the shh sound, as in all those American food producers saying shh? Let's keep it really quiet that our product is kosher certified. Think about it. Nearly one century of kosher certification, and hardly anyone outside exclusive observers knows that most packaged food and kitchen products are literally certified by religious intermediaries. Well, because you, consumer, are indirectly paying for this, the Co-Certified app is here to make kosher certification awareness an inclusive matter for people of all faiths and identities. And it even boasts a unique database of products not kosher certified. We call that NKC. Start memeing it. It's fun. NKC. Not kosher certified. Now to confuse our audience even more, we put a question mark at the end of our name. And that really cinched our trademark approval. It relates to the website where you can begin your new shopping behavior, thekosherquestion.com. Attention Liberty News Radio listeners. Hard-hitting talk radio has never been and never will be supported by the mainstream in America. Hard-hitting talk radio is taking on the mainstream press like never before. News the networks refuse to use is one of the best ways to educate people. We invite all liberty-loving Americans to join with us to restore the principles of our founding fathers and promote God, family, and country in the media and our lives. Please help spread the Liberty message with your generous donation. You can go online at libertynewsradio.com right now and make a donation online. Or call 801-756-9133 and make a donation over the phone. That's libertynewsradio.com and 801-756-9133. Make a donation today. I agree with Kurt. This is the greatest country on the face of the earth. And no doubt things could be better, but things could be worse. That's no doubt about that. Uh, and I will say this. You know what? Good people are good, doing good things all over the country. I, don't, I just don't think it's the political theater in Washington where it's at. There's a lot of good people doing a lot of great service and a lot of great work all around the country. And none of that gets highlighted enough, in my humble opinion, either. So Kurt's point's well taken on that one. So Kurt Nolte's in the news. Is that how you say it, Nolte? Yeah, he's a writer for yes, Breitbart. Um, yeah, he and, writes some uh, great stuff, in, by the way. Yeah, in this case, um, his take just, you know, I mean, along with your take and different uh, different takes or different kind of comments from these different people are kind of useful, I think. But he says, uh, Robert Mueller isn't seen us, so that kind of goes along with what you were saying. Uh, but then he says uh, he was a dirty cop forced to take the witness stand so um you know i mean uh, that that was just a interesting uh, kind of a way that he looked at it and uh, there's i think there's a whole lot of dirty cops um when it comes to uh you know the insider boys and uh, Washington D.C. Uh, one comment on the uh, Jordan thing I thought was interesting. I was looking up his uh, stuff on the uh, Wikipedia deal. Did you know he was a 
you know, pretty uh, classy wrestler in this time. Who, Robert Mueller? No, uh, Jim Jordan. Oh, no, I didn't know that. No? Yeah, they're at Ohio State, uh, which is pretty well known for some big-time wrestling success. Uh, uh, He was an assistant coach, but he also uh, wrestled in his time. And then uh, I guess he served in Congress for about 12 years. So that might be where he gets some of that, you know, kind of go get him uh, stuff that he does yeah, that's and, right. that we listen and to. And I think Jim did one, uh, you know, uh, of all the questioners yesterday, I think Jim did one of the best by far. Like, I think that yeah, soundbite you gave me is brilliant. It's the, some of the best yeah. out of the seven hours. That highlights what I think at least should be highlighted because he exposed a lot. He exposed different people's names that we didn't know about. He basically caught people lying. He showed how Mueller's just kind of not willing to answer these questions. I don't think Mueller's a bumbling idiot, but I do think he refused to talk. He refused to you know, expound on anything. And, you know, we can debate why. I've got my opinions why. I think it's intentional because he knows if he brings up too much, they'll tie the dots to Mueller is a bad cop, a dirty cop, and pretty soon he'll be in jail, Kurt. Uh, but if you shut up, that's your best strategy. Just you don't know, you can't remember, you're not sure. You, and, But the only thing is interesting about this is, was he forced on the witness stand, Kurt? Doesn't everybody have the right to remain silent? That's a great point. Um, you know, I'm just wondering. To me, um, so much of it is, is was uh, I agree with the president in his little interviews that I saw from the WhiteHouse.gov, where he was saying, "Hey, he didn't have anything, um, you know, basically to to build with," um, and so that's. I mean, he started out with nothing. He had less after at the end, and um, yet he said, "Hey, all this does is just can." continually give them more time spent in this area and less time to, uh, um, I mean, the media is not really going to highlight the good things that the president does. Uh, so that wouldn't have happened, but at least this lets them take everybody's mind, at least the ones who watch, you know, the CNNs, etc. that takes their minds there. And the, like, even in our case, we're, talking about it rather than talking about hey uh, other fixes that could be done and uh, improvements right here in america i think uh, yes and no i mean i know what you're saying we're talking about it i my take i think is quite unique i think that nolte had a similar take which is hey robert mueller's a dirty cop uh, and he's playing to the hands of, of those manipulators in the swamp and i think you and i are using the media to defend donald quite a bit and say that's not even the real story uh, and we're using our very best in the media to have a completely different opinion out there or a different focus on what's really going on than anybody else and i think that's a, a great part of the fix is highlighting in the media these alternative point of views that never see the light of day without us uh, and i think that's a critical component to this um issue i think bringing up the nolte story too how many people will get the breitbart nolte story without guys like us to bring it to people's attention nolte says robert mueller is not senile he's a dirty cop forced to take the witness stand yeah you know what that's a valid point of view that i think should be out there too and without breitbart and without guys like us and hey that wouldn't even see the light of day and it struggles to see the light of day with all of us sadly so Uh, nolte's right nolte's got a valid point i completely concur um Okay, but so we're doing our part, and we are trying to work on the solutions. We also kind of have highlighted uh, in the first hour of the program, and, and we're continuing to highlight now, too. Look, America is the greatest country on the face of the earth. 
And as you've wisely pointed out, Kurt Donald's done more in our lifetime. Even though we wish for more, and, and even though he might be being used by the swamp, I think we're all being used by the swamp to many degrees, including us. We don't mean to, but as Kurt mentioned, a lot of the narrative we have is from them. And even though we might have the right spin on a lot of that narrative, they still provide the basis for the narrative, right? So Kurt's got a valid point there. And, and, and so I'm not attacking Donald necessarily, but I'm saying, look, I think the swamp is using Donald and is using us. And, and how much we're part of the swamp, whether we intend to be or not, is kind of a fair question to ask. Um, I don't intend to be part of the swamp, but I guarantee you they've used me too. And I've inadvertently played their fool uh, sometimes. Okay, we're all doing the best we can. It's a very difficult matrix they've created for us. I mean, they control all the high tech. Remember that, right? All right, so let me give you another example. While this is going on, there's a headline that says this. Jeffrey Epstein, Kurt, visited the White House during Clinton's administration at least four times. The Daily Beast reported Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, his you know, star woman, attended a Bill and Hillary um, hosted reception. It's a donor's reception hosted in the White House back in 1993. And I guess what happened is he donated 10 grand to the White House Historical Association. Uh, That's Epstein donated 10 grand to that. And they let him go to this White House donor reception. And where do we get that? We get that from documents uh, from the Clinton Library. And then you get the Daily Beast reporting on that, too. And I look at that and I say, that's a pretty interesting tidbit in the news that no one's talking about. So Bill Clinton lied when he said he barely knew Epstein. He wasn't really involved. But look, the guy went to the White House four times. The guy paid $10,000 to the Clinton donor fund kind of a thing. And you kind of go, where do those dots lead, Kurt? See, but we're not going to talk about that. We're just going to say Mueller's kind of an idiot and glad the Republicans won and Donald's going to go no collusion and everybody's going to go, man, you know, and we're just going to be all off track on this thing. But I think we need to spend time on this Jeffrey Epstein story, the real story. What was this guy doing in the White House all four times? Um, What was Bill Clinton doing on that Lolita Express plane 26 times, several of them at least five times without his secret service. Why didn't Donald or why didn't Bill Clinton tell us when we discovered the plane stuff? Why didn't he mention this guy's been to the White House? What is Bill Clinton covering up? See, all these questions, they're all there kind of as a side narrative. So that if I bring it up, someone's like, oh, that's already been admitted to. That's already been checked out and discussed and but no accountability, right? That's what I find fascinating about it. Um, anyway, I, I think that's an interesting story to follow up on here, Kurt, but no one's digging into the details hardly. Um, now, i got to give the Clinton Library a little bit of information, or a little kudos for being willing to release this information. And i you know, got to give the Daily Beast a little bit of credit for reporting this, Kurt. I really give the Daily Beast credit. Now, when we were live at the Republican National Convention, we had on one of the guys from the Daily Beast. He was very friendly, very nice, delighted to be on the radio with us. Later then, when they called us white supremacists and stuff like that, then this poor guy melted down and distanced himself from us. And that's the power of the manipulative press, for sure. Uh, nevertheless, i got to give them a little bit of kudos, Kurt, for highlighting this. Why aren't we digging into when Jeffrey Epstein went to the White House discussions? We're too busy saying Donald wasn't honest? As if Miller was? 
Okay, I think we're all on the wrong track with these discussions is the point. And I think we need to get back to some of these critical discussions, Kurt, and not leave them sidelined. Any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, that's a great point, Sam. You're, I think, right on target. All right, did you hear the Puerto Rico governor? What's his name? Ricardo A. Rossello? Or Rossello, is that how you say it? Anyway, I guess he was forced to resign, Kurt. He resigns. Did you see that? I think I saw a headline on it. I wasn't sure, you know, much about it. Yeah, him. he's kind of the fall guy for what's going on there and stuff like that. So he's out. Who will be in? I don't know if it'll be any better or worse or whatever. I don't keep really track of Puerto Rican politics too much, although I probably need to do more. You about don't. It. Well, it's just hard to keep track of everything. It is. Not for you, Sam. That's for me. That's well, it only is when Kurt sends me so much audio, folks. Other than that, you know. U.S. restaurants are in the news. I guess one restaurant had to delay their opening. This is worth talking about, too. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. While Democrats claim that yesterday's appearances by the former special counsel in the Russia probe, Robert Mueller, before two House committees could still be a launching pad for an impeachment inquiry, the president's personal attorney, Jay Sekulow, says nothing new came out at those hearings. And he says... It was interesting to me that these statements about, you know, Bob Mueller says we can't exonerate the president. Bob Mueller couldn't exonerate himself because (laughs) the special counsel can't exonerate. Ricardo Roseo says he will resign as governor of Puerto Rico on the 2nd of August. This demonstrator in San Juan saying, It's not over. It's just the beginning. We're done with the governor, but we're coming back for more. There needs to be reform. There needs to be new government. Roseo recently found to have said scandalous things about women, gays, and others in a series of messages with his associates. And this is USA Radio News. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. Corrections officials at a jail in Manhattan say that billionaire financier Jeffrey Epstein was found injured in his jail cell. He was reportedly found last night on the floor of his cell in a semi-conscious state with marks on his neck. Investigators have not yet determined what happened to him, but they say he will be kept on a suicide watch as Epstein has pleaded not guilty to federal conspiracy and sex trafficking charges. 
It's a record-breaking $5 billion fine for Facebook over the company's privacy policy. The FTC Chairman Joe Simons announcing it yesterday. This settlement is the result of an exhaustive investigation, which concluded that Facebook betrayed the trust of its users and deceived them about their ability to control their personal information. The Pentagon says North Korea has in recent hours fired two short-range missiles. And you're listening to USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, we got a guest coming up in seconds, Mr. Pete Sepp, National Taxpayers Union. But before that, Kurt wants to tell you about some restaurants having some trouble in America, huh, Kurt? Well, I was just wondering if you know uh, how to say many burgers in Hebrew, Sam. Sorry to say that escaped my uh, collegiate experience, my friend. Very good, Sam. But anyway, apparently there's some Arab Americans that are pretty ticked off about a um, Lebanese American who wants to open up some uh, franchise to sell mini burgers and the, the way you say this in Hebrew is burgerim. Uh so I just didn't know that but now they're uh, ticked off because they say they're going to have uh, you have Palestinian and Lebanese blood on your hands if you open up that joint I don't exactly how that you know works uh, or understand that I mean they're selling burgers from cows and so I don't get uh, that would be blood on his hands but anyway these days uh, everybody's upset about something and, and these guys have, have purchased all their permits and everything like that but now some people are mad that they're going to open up another burger joint um, I don't think you're upset about it are you Sam? No, and the blood on the hands comment is kind of interesting, Kurt. But again, PETA wants you to believe anytime you do anything like that, you got blood on your hands, you're evil, right? Now, you don't have blood on Good your point. hands if you murder babies, just if you, like, no. want to eat cows, right? That's right. That's right. I, I kind of find that it. interesting. Um, the other kind of question, Kurt, is you got another interesting story. People are speaking out about this Mueller uh, investigation in more detail. Uh, who, Klein's in the news? Is that another author? Yes, it is. And uh, in this case, he's basically just, um, you know, in in his uh, little phrase here, he's uh, agreeing that uh, he says Robert Mueller's most misleading claim was ignorance of fusion GPS. Now, that's his uh, group where, uh, you know, basically they paid for this, these uh, documents that were, uh, you know, basically fake documents and um, the money came from the uh, democratic national committee but he said he's really not aware of that you know and what do you think of that good he did play the role pretty well and he gets people all thinking that the republicans had a great day and the democrats had a bad day right so yeah what do you think of that though this idea that uh he didn't know Klein is saying you know it says robert mueller most misleading claim is ignorance of fusion gps what do you think of that statement well if you're a standard american you've never even heard that phrase 
what Fusion GPS is. But yeah, uh, you're right about that. For those of us who try to dig in and pay attention, we know what it means. Yeah, here's the interesting thing. I think Klein is spot on, Kurt. I think Klein's right. I think it's an important point to make. And I'm delighted to know that I'm not the only one starting to see this stuff. When you look at Klein's comments and when you look at... Um, that Nolte Nolte's comments, and you look yeah. at a little bit of Laura Ingram's comments, you begin to realize not everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid, Kurt. Yeah. And that's really good to see. I don't want to be the only one coming up with this stuff. I hope there's a thousand of us. I hope there's a million of us. And I hope we can force our discussions, our narrative into the, hey, what's going on here? Somebody needs to investigate Robert Mueller as the dirty cop. Mm-hmm. Okay, see, I, I agree with these guys. Uh, these guys are right. And, and where's Klein from, Kurt? Right, Bert? Yeah. Okay, and this goes back to Dennis Prager's idea that Breitbart's got a bunch of good people in it. Uh, well, and I think and it also goes to go ahead. remember the Breitbart guys, the guy that was killed. Right? Yes, good point. So who's going to dig into that and find out why he was killed? Yeah. I think it's a fair Nobody question, too. Uh, and Dennis Prager's Separates. the guy that's trying to take on the, you know, uh, in the courts about YouTube and the Internet shutting him down and stuff like that. That's where we need to go, too. Dennis Prager's on, t- on track. Now, I don't know if Dennis realizes the government built... Uh, these you know organizations. I don't know how Dennis, how caught up Dennis is on a lot of this stuff. So it's kind of weird. You're going to go to the government, sue the government for creating a government apparatus that abused your rights. Now you're going to go to the government for a redress of grievances. It gets a little bit weird there fast. Yeah. Nevertheless, I think Dennis Prager is on the right track because where else do you go, Kurt? I mean, we're yeah, not interested in right. going to the streets. We're not interested in going to the, uh, you know, we're not interested in stooping low to, to be dishonest like that, too. Um, so hopefully the good guys in government can rat out the bad guys in government. That's what we're hoping. Now you can mm-hmm. say, Sam, that's a fantasy, too. Well, you may be right. Nevertheless, we've got to try all, in my opinion, moral solutions uh, and peaceful solutions first, Kurt. All of them. Great, great point. You know, we get, it almost feels like a circular firing squad because, uh, you know, everybody's uh, looking at hoping to get good government, and it's uh, right in the middle of it. It's a road of hope for sure, but we're going to keep at it. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Speaking of keeping at it, Pete Sapp, President of the National Taxpayers Union, with us. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable, sir. Great to be here. What do you think of the Mueller investigation? Any comments on that? <laughs> oh, goodness. Like political yeah. theater, huh? Yes, it, it sure is. And meanwhile, uh, off stage, we have something called the Bipartisan Budget Act of 2019, which is about to put taxpayers even deeper in the hole. And that's my biggest regret about uh, the Mueller hearings, the fact that so many members of Congress are obsessed with this issue. And they all seem to be coming to an agreement, though, that spending an extra $320 billion over the next two years is nothing. Now, let me ask you this. Has Donald lost his mind to go for this kind of a thing? Where are the conservatives, the conservative caucus and some of these other people in the, the House and the Senate and different places to, to, in my opinion, ring the alarm bell as loud as you can? Yeah, they I mean, I'd ring it once for land and twice for sea, and then I'd keep ringing it personally. Yeah, they should. And everybody out there who's listening needs to make sure they contact their lawmakers now, even Democrats, and tell them this is a rotten deal. 
No one should accept it. And I, I will tell you, the Freedom Caucus and the Republican uh, Study Committee, which are both two conservative caucuses in the House, have largely come out against this bill. Problem is, uh, most Democrats are standing behind it. We had figured that there would be the Socialist Caucus simply saying this isn't spending enough money. But no, they're all uniting behind this bill, and that might be enough to pass it through the house let me ask you this because i agree that some of these people and organizations are against it national taxpayers union is one of them liberty roundtable live is another and many of these caucuses and many of these groups that you've mentioned headline says ntu urges member of con- members of congress to vote against the quote bipartisan budget act of 2019 because it'll spend us into oblivion i'm glad you guys are spot on on this But is it that we don't have enough media to tell the story or to keep focused on this issue? Is that the problem, you think, why we can't get the word out more? Yeah, I think that's part of the problem. And, of course, the media is obsessed with uh, thinking about this this Mueller hearing when the long-term impact of the Bipartisan Budget Act will be far, far worse for our country. And that is where they uh, really should be focusing. And yet the stories we do see about the Bipartisan Budget Act are about the politics. Well, who got what? Uh, Was there a lot of give and take? Uh, The White House isn't doing us any favors in that respect because, of course, many of their spokespeople are saying, hey, this is a great deal. We avoided even more spending coming down the pike that the Democrats wanted. Well, that's debatable. I think $320 billion over the next two years is uh, quite more than Republicans should have settled for if uh, their rhetoric is going to be, well, we, we at least kept it from being worse. Uh, now, the national debt doubled under Barack, right? Yeah. And it, is it going to double again under the Donald? It looks like we're on track for that to happen, sir. Under a second term, it's feasible. That alone is shocking. I don't even know how to discuss things like that because it's 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 unfathomable that we could even be discussing this when the Republicans had control of everything. And I'm, I'm not here to indict the Republicans, but I am here to say the swamp seems to have a mind of its own against the will of the people. Yeah. And this is the worst part. We don't really know what the tipping point is for the United States economy in terms of how much debt it can carry. You know, Japan has managed to uh, muddle along with a debt that's more than 150 percent of its annual economic output. Other countries, though, when they get near 100 percent, their economies tank, their banks start to collapse, and their budgets are unable to handle the strain. We are very close to 100 percent right now, within a couple of percentage points. Somewhere in between that and Japan, I think, is our tipping point, and we don't ever want to know exactly what that is. Amen to that. Here's why we don't know, just to be clear and make it simple, Pete, is that there's so many moving parts. There's so many little things you can tweak that kind of uh, Russian or I'm sorry, rush or delay that kind of timeline. Little teeny tweaks make a difference. For example, the tax cuts might have increased the debt, but they, uh, they made the economy happen. And so they avoided one problem. And every little tweak you make makes a difference. And so it's very hard to pinpoint. We know this, though. We're going in the wrong direction. And it seems like every time we think we put a, a cap on it, a stop on it, or applied some brakes, we find out that no. 
we got to urge against this, quote, bipartisan. That's a misnomer, too. It's the swamp debt plan. Let's talk about it. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Pete Sepp, National Taxpayers Union, with us, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, they have these bills that are really uniquely named. They want you to believe this is like a bipartisan solution and everything else. But it's nothing but the swamp strikes back, Pete. Yeah, I'm afraid so. And when you take a look at the numbers behind this bill, you just realize it's utterly unworkable. We're talking about, first, $320 billion in additional spending over the next two years. Now, how much of that is actually offset? Well, about $54 billion of it. Wow. And it's hard to even bit. discuss these things seriously because they're so shocking. You just go, are we really even discussing this? I mean, is this something they're really proposing? And the bottom line is it's so real, it's scary. Yeah, it is. And, of course, the worst thing they do is to essentially get rid of the so-called sequestration mechanism. That was established in the Bipartisan Budget Act of 2011. That was truly a good bill, also called the Budget Control Act. What that did was say to members of Congress, if you can't reach a target for reducing federal spending, then there's going to be a 10% across the board cut. 
cut, meaning a sequester. Well, the bureaucrats wailed and moaned about it, and I remember we talked about it on the show a number of times when they took effect in 2011, 2012, 2013. You know, it worked. In fact, it reduced discretionary federal spending by tens of billions of dollars, saved the average American household $16,000 in additional federal spending over nearly 10 years of existence. Well, that's gone. Uh, they uh, in, in its eighth year, uh, this year, the bipartisan budget caps that were enacted so long ago and were saving taxpayers money, uh, they have been destroyed by this act that Congress is about to vote on. And that's going to mean lots more spending, even beyond that $320 billion I told you about, because year over year, in the future, it's just going to keep piling up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is disaster. It'll snowball against the people. Uh, Freedom Works, you got to go to Twitter to get what they're saying because the mainstream press isn't willing to tell you. But Freedom Works says this. This number sign budget deal, so this hashtag budget deal, actually forks over more money for liberal non-defense discretionary spending than it does for defense. Then it says this. House Republicans will vote no if they care anything about being fiscally responsible. I think that says it quite well in a single tweet, Pete. Yeah, certainly does. And the only chance we have to defeat this bill in the House of Representatives, which is controlled by Democrats, is to make sure, number one, every single Republican votes against it, and then number two, Maybe, just maybe, a handful of Democrats will vote against it because they don't think it spends enough. <laughs> uh, that will be... Yeah, we agree for different reasons, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. And if that happens and we bide ourselves some time by defeating this thing now, we just might be able to cobble together a better deal for taxpayers. So let's tell everybody where this bill's at right now. Has the Senate passed it? The House passed what, What's going on so far? The House is debating the bill today and could very well pass it today. And so it's vitally important for folks, as soon as they're done listening to this program, to get in touch with their members of Congress. We anticipate that if they take the head count in both the House and Senate and the leadership says, we think we've got the votes, they are going to ram it through as quickly as possible because they are counting on our silence. They think if we do this quickly enough, before people have a chance to read it and get angry about it, we just might push it through. We have to push back. Is there any hope that the Senate, controlled by the Republicans, will stop it? There is some hope. Now, here we have to think about that 60-vote threshold to uh, proceed with a vote. Okay, let me stop you there, though. That's completely bogus. They could change the rules with 50% of the vote in about five seconds if they wanted to. So that's, although it's yeah. true, it's a misnomer in fact, although they use it against us uh, to try to make sure they're not the ones accountable. They just want to blame it on that 60 rule so that they're not uh, required to, to hand. You know, the dishonesty is, is epic here, right? Yeah, it certainly is. And, of course, there you've got uh, a number of Democrats, may, well, maybe a few, who would say, uh, again, this package doesn't spend enough. And if the entire Republican caucus decides that this is an unacceptable deal, uh, then it would be defeated there. 
I don't think the entire Republican caucus in the Senate will stand together. I think there are a number of uh, folks in the leadership, especially uh, Majority Leader McConnell, who would vote for this and bring some of them with them. So this is going to be a very, very tight vote. Will Donald stop it? Will he say, you know what, I get that you guys are trying to do good here, but uh, you know what, this spends too much money, I will not spend this into oblivion? Or will Donald just take the opportunity and hammer it home as if it's a good thing? Well, of course, when he signed a bill into law in 2018, uh, further loosening the budget caps, he said uh, this deal was crazy and it's the last time I'm going to sign such a thing. So far, his administration has said this is the best we can do. We urge support. And we need to remind him that he promised that was the last time. And that's why I'm bringing this up is because, you know what, we need to say, Donald, but you know what? We've been there and done that, buddy. You got snookered last time. Don't be a fool again, sir. And I'm not trying to call the president a fool, but I am trying to say, don't let them, you know, first time, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. Don't own this one, Donald. Don't do it. You know better. Yeah, I think that's a very strong and a very important message because, as we both know, the president has changed his mind on various issues in the past when he hears from people out in America saying, please, keep your promise. You've said great things about what you want to do for the country. Here's one of them that you can do. And that's why I bring this up right now. My goal is not to attack President Trump. My goal is to use this window of opportunity. We've got a very short window here, folks, where we need to influence the House, the Senate, and the White House. We have three opportunities, or three thresholds, if you will, where we can shut down this belligerent spending uh, fiasco. And we've got limited time, but we've got three, what, stoppage points? Is that the great way to describe it? Yeah, that's a good way of describing it, indeed. And it's something that we better stand up and be involved in. Uh, by the way, you got a headline on your website, too. Take, we need to take the Internet back. And boy, howdy, do I agree with that reality check. I don't know if you know, though, but the military has been documented really well that the military in bed with um, uh, Silicon Valley, uh, in bed with the Pentagon, and the CIA, the NSA, they're the ones that built the whole Internet in partnership with Facebook and Silicon Valley and universities and everything else. Um, I think we can take the Internet back, but it's going to take a lot of dedicated people to get that done, sir. Yes, because many of the deceptive proposals use language that we think we would support, saying things like, we want net neutrality, we want to make sure that the Internet belongs to the people. Well, uh, when you take a look behind the surface of some of these bills uh, that Nancy Pelosi and others are supporting, you realize, well, all they really want to do is to have government regulate the whole thing as if it were a public utility like an electric company and tax it and make sure that certain content standards that meet the government's opinion of what should be said are enforced on the Internet. And that would be a dangerous direction. Beware of bills uh, that say things like the Save the Internet Act. Uh, look behind the language and you might see big government there. Now, I find that interesting. All people are willing to criticize the Internet big time and criticize Facebook and some of the big players here. No one's really willing to connect the dots hardly. There's only a few of us that will document from the 30s and 40s. Look, the, the government got involved in high tech big time with funding for the Pentagon, funding for the NSA, funding from the CIA, black op dollars and more. Some of it's classified, some of it's not. Uh, and they have literally took over Silicon Valley. 
And every big player on the Internet that you see today literally was funded and created with a command and control system by the government. Uh, mo- no, most people aren't willing to tie the dots back where it really belongs. When we complain that Facebook breached our privacy, they did so with government funding and support. And really, the government built the whole thing. Silicon Valley is just the public arm uh, of this partnership, if you will. And, and in many cases, government is eyeing the Internet as a way for further revenues, viewing it as a cash cow. Uh, that's what a lot of the uh, lawsuits from state governments have been about, trying to be able to tax the flow of commerce between states over the Internet. Uh, they won that case in the Supreme Court, the so-called Wayfair case. And now we're seeing the results, states passing laws requiring businesses in other states to collect and Emit taxes back to them. That is not the founders' vision of federalism. And whether we can take back the internet in one, you know, well swoop, or whether we, you know, we got to take it back line by line or a little bit at a time. I think we got to work on it piece by piece. That's how they take it away from us, and that's how we're going to bring it back. Good, honest Americans. Whether we agree or disagree on other issues, we stand up and agree on this issue, and we work till we get something done and move the ball. Uh, that's what it's going to take, a little bit by a little bit, and stopping the budget right now, taking back the internet. Two of the top things we need to work on. You've got what basically today and tomorrow to really get to your House representative and say, you know what. You got to vote against this budget-busting bill now. This behemoth, uh, whatever you want to call it, fiasco has got to stop. You got to get to the House. You got to get to the Senate, and then we got to put tremendous pressure on Donald, saying, "You swore you wouldn't do it again, Donald. Don't do it." Uh, the opportunity is now. Strike while the iron's hot, Pete. Yes, absolutely. Everybody needs to get a call into their senators, representatives, and the White House, urging them to oppose this deal. And we mean today. All right. I know there's a lot of other issues. You've only got about a minute left. Any, anything else we need to be aware of quickly? Just vitally important, a lot going on in the healthcare space, including drug prices and new regulations for the way Medicare and Medicaid work. Pay close attention to this because in many cases it's just expanding government's power. So we all have to be aware we got to push back against this stuff because the socialist left is gaining ground in the American people's mind. We've got to resist that. We have to show them that freedom is always the better solution. And oftentimes they do it by deception. For example, they'll say, oh, we got these 50 programs. Let's make them 10 programs. And you and I are thinking they're eliminating programs. But what they're really doing is creating leaner, meaner, bigger behemoths uh, that have a whole lot more power and authority and funding and simplicity uh, to do their dirty work. We've got to be very careful of that, too. Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, I know you guys are doing a great job and you're just running crazy busy Um, right now because elections are coming up here pretty quick, too. Right now is the time to start to lay the groundwork to make sure that these issues are front and center, Uh, whether it's local politics or whether it's on the national level. We need to make sure that we really articulate our arguments and get them front and center for discussion, Pete. Yeah, absolutely. And we cannot rest and think, well, Donald Trump got elected president. Uh, The Republicans still hold the Senate. Taxpayers are safe. No way. We must continue to stand up for our rights. Ladies and gentlemen, put your oar in the water and do it today. Thank you, Pete Sepp. We know we only had you for a little bit this time. We'll catch you next month. And Godspeed. We're grateful for all you guys do, sir. Absolutely. Take care. Pete Sepp, ladies and gentlemen. Kurt, final words yours? God bless America. Let's make America and the world great again. Yeah, let's keep it great. That's for sure. I'll tell you what. 
Uh, we got a lot of work to do, folks. But you know what? We're not the faint-hearted. Uh, we are God's children, and you know what? We have an incredible heritage of God, family, and country. And with that heritage, we will promote God, family, and country. We will protect life, liberty, and property, and we'll do it now. LibertyRoundtable.com for live and on-demand radio at your fingertips. Donate if you have the heart to help. Every penny will grow our presence in the media. And for Sam and Kurt, we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, can and will restore America. Will you help? Hey, thanks.